Hello and welcome to the 120th FIS Freight and Commodity Podcast on Wednesday, 28th February. I'm Mopani and I'm your host. You can also call me Mo. And this podcast is here to bring you guests who update you on the commodity complex. You can also stay up to date with our daily commentary and weekly analysis on everything going on by signing up for our app FIS Live. And you can also follow our Twitter page at Freight Investor or find us on LinkedIn. We always appreciate your feedback and ideas. If you also have questions you'd like us to answer, please do leave a comment on our post or send us an email at news at freightinvestor.com. You're always welcome to share feedback and ideas or even feature as a guest yourself or perhaps you'd like to recommend one so please do let us know we'd like to have you on board now we're going to get a brief update on the fertilizer market and uh, our regular update on the ferris complex uh it'll be shorter than last week's but still great content and value so let's get this show on the road so we've got here Taylor Eastman, our fertilizer broker in Kansas, USA. How are you doing? Doing well, Mo. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us in your busy schedule. Uh, it's, it's, it's a pleasure to have you here. So uh, knowing how busy you are, we're going to get straight to it. Um, uh, so we just want to hear, uh, get a quick summary of what's been happening in the fertilizer market last year in 2022 and what we think will be happening this year, what your thoughts are on that. Yeah, that's a great question. Well, obviously, you know, like like most money markets, we've seen a lot of volatility in fertilizers as well in 2022. Specifically in the urea market, volatility was in one of the markets we broke the most, the NOLA urea market, uh, traded on the CME under the commodity code UFV. Volatility, realized volatility was around 55%. At the beginning of last year, we thought prices were just going to slide off after a great rally in 2021. And then, of course, the Ukraine invasion happened. And that created some supply chain disruptions, some supply chain problems. And now those problems have kind of seemed to maybe iron themselves out. The the kinks in the supply chain have kind of been unwound and we're now seeing a more well-supplied market. And that, that started really happening in Q4. You know, we, we, there was a lot of volatility in the first uh, three quarters of 2022. And then going into Q4, there was more of a slide. And that just kind of uh, retracements from those high levels that we got up to because of the invasion. Other things that happened were because of that high volatility, we saw the options market really develop. So FIS has pioneered a lot of new markets and we've uh, kind of taken a little bit of pride here in thinking of the options market and it's developed in the last quarter of, of 2022. We're trading up or we're brokering options. We have a few clients who are trading these options. We hope to have these options listed on a cleared exchange by the end of the year in 2023. But it was just kind of the perfect scenario, right? High volatility time create for more willing sellers, I guess, in the options market. So it's something that has developed and something that we're continuing to push here in 2023. I see. And just a quick question on the options. Um, when, how can people keep in touch uh, just to stay up to date when that comes out? 
That's a great question. You know, because it is um, a new market, a voice broker market, the option trades are very, they're not as liquid as the futures for sure. So if someone would want to get in touch on how options work in the fertilizer markets or when they're trading and what premiums they're trading at, feel free to contact us. Our email, our general email for fertilizer is FERTS, that's F-E-R-T-S, at FreightInvestor.com. Again, that's FERTS at FreightInvestor.com. Just email you up to date with the latest option trades and what we're seeing in the options market. That's awesome. I'll make sure I include that in our bio as well uh, for this episode. Um, just, uh, moving on to the next question. Uh, so what you've talked to us about what's happened last year, what's coming up this year with the options. Um, what about what, what's happened more recently in the markets in the last two weeks or lately, uh, regarding price change or volume, uh, in your perspective? Well, and since really the beginning of the year, there's been, at least in the, the urea market, we've seen a slide in price. And for going back to the Nola urea market, we saw prices trade around 450, maybe 430 to 450 at the end of last year going into the beginning of this year. Now prices are trading at 330, um, 320 to 330. So about a decline of 100 to $120 in price across mostly all urea markets. The urea markets are less volatile this year. I mean, we're, we're seeing uh, realized volatility the front month contract in NOLA urea around 35%. And last year, we saw realized volatility on the NOLA urea index at 55%. So we're seeing a much lower number in volatility, but that's, yeah, still seeing some price action, still seeing a $100 move to start the year in 20, um, nice. or 2023, excuse me. Looking forward into the future, uh, what would you say is happening uh, on the first desk, uh, what's coming up? Well, we're very active in going to conferences. Uh, already this year, we've been to two conferences. Uh, our, our Barney, uh, our broker who covers the international markets, was in Brazil for the FLA conference in January. Recently, uh, my colleague George and I were in California for the TFI conference there. We plan on attending the EVA conference in Prague, which we will likely host an event that details to come out shortly. And also going to be attending the Southwest Fertilizer Conference in the United States in Denver, Colorado in July. So if anyone would like to meet there or just even for a quick introduction, please do reach out to us again on that email and we can get something set up quickly. Awesome, awesome. Thank you for that, Taylor. And we'll make sure we uh, include that in our episode details and our social media. Uh, and would also look forward to catching you on your busy schedule. Absolutely, Mo. Anytime. You can have it back anytime. Thank you, Taylor. It's been a pleasure. Cheers. Next up, let's get our regular brief update on the Ferris Complex. Let's hear from Hao in Shanghai. Hi, Hao. Hi, Mo. So tell us, what would be the factors that would pull back iron ore from a year high last week? There are several factors. Uh, first of all, the market was concerned about the Tangshan production cut, which impacted three mills in Tangshan, as we know, two in Qinghuangdao City, cut by 30% and to 50% respectively, uh, majorly covering late February and early March. 
The market was worried about the demand would be delayed to mid-March during、uh, the Chinese political conference time.、Uh, moreover, supply expected to recover in March and April is more likely arranged. During thin mar- steel margin,、uh, steel mills heard. Give up some term contracts to buy at ports or、uh, spot cargoes. Several eastern Chinese mills had clearing stocks at levels far below the market, which also caused a huge drop on the premium of PPF previously, from 0.6 to negative 0.5 within two days、uh, across weekends. Thank you, thank you. And I also want to know: Will demand Go back with a stronger price after the Chinese conference in mid-run. The demand would certainly go back.、Um, however, it is hard to say about the price, since iron ore had rebounded for four months already. The average directional trend for this commodity was about four months. The time window is one risk factor. Moreover, iron ore has rebounded sixty-five percent from the low in last. Uh, from last November, so the absolute high level is another risk. We generally believe that the elasticity of commodity would become smaller compared to 2022 and 2021,、uh, with more knowledgeable factors on supply and demand fact,、uh, sites and news in expectations, and plus inflation get controlled in many countries plus. A slower recovery in major economies, including China and India,、um, since it takes more time to see the real demand recovery,、um, the investment absolutely goes faster than the real、uh, production side or the consumption side. But the fact is, house developers would prefer cautious building process and with light loan structures. We saw steel trade volume was summer at 80% to 85% of normal times as previous years. Thank you, Hao. Always a pleasure. Thanks, Mo. Have a nice one, guys. That's it for the week, folks. If you want to stay up to date with everything happening in the freight and commodity space, remember to sign up for our app FIS Live or follow us on Twitter at Freight Investor or find us on LinkedIn. And if you'd like to give us any feedback or suggestions. Or have questions? Remember to email us at news@freightinvestor.com or leave us a comment on our post. You've been hearing from Mo. Have a great week.